So this first grade teacher in a Catholic school takes her new class, and uh, she spends a lot of time with them, trying to help them to get their way around the school and around the church. And so she decides to play a little game with them. And uh, it's a game of trying to catch a gingerbread man who is running loose. And so one of the years that she's doing this, while in church chasing down the gingerbread man, the, the pastor walks in. And before the first graders could race off to a new location, the pastor, of course, took a moment to um, ask some questions and, uh, and also to talk to them about their behavior in the church. And, you know, he asked, why is it so important for us to be quiet in church? And the very quick answer that came from one of the youngsters was, because people are sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look out there too often and see you sleeping, so I think we have a, a good thing going here. But um, I think sometimes, though, we, you know, as life goes on, do find ourselves asleep in some ways in you know, the way we practice our faith or even are aware of our faith in our lives. And, uh, you know, my 25 years of priesthood, I can tell you have been wondrous. Uh, they've been very, very good. I, I've had a very beautiful priesthood, um, you know, thankfully to those who have been parishioners in the parishes where I've been, my students in the high school when I taught. Uh, it's been a, just a, a great, great life, quite frankly. But, you know, before that, um, and at times during it, I, I'm just like the rest of you. You know, there are those moments where, you know, where is God? Where, where, where's the Holy Spirit? And when I was confirmed, and at that time, uh, it was in the fourth grade here in the Archdiocese, you know, I excited about life in, in this Catholic faith of ours, and, uh, you know, remembering it to the extent that for the next several years as I was in grade school, and, and I, I probably told this story to somebody at some point, you know, the, the teachers knew that I would be a priest someday. And I wasn't some quirky little kid, you know. I um, played sports and had a good time and, and lots of friends and whatnot. Um, but something convicted me. Um, and, and I do believe it, it was certainly my baptism and the coming of the Spirit into my life in the Sacrament of Confirmation. But, you know, that, that Spirit is something we have to pay attention to. We have to react to, and we have to live by. You know, when people talk about the three persons of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it's, it's usually the Spirit that gets lost in all of it. And we focus on the Father and the Son, and the Spirit is just kind of there, you know, in the background someplace. But in reality, it is the Spirit who affects us in our lives as we walk the face of this earth. It is the Spirit of God who is present to us in our hearts. But, you know, do we, do we pay attention to the Spirit? And hopefully most of the time we are. And then we have those moments where we, we go off the tracks and uh, wander away for a while, perhaps. You know, getting into high school, uh, the distractions that were there with, uh, you know, uh, the 
certainly the academic distractions and the sports stuff and, and the girls and, you know, it just, uh, you kind of wander away for a while. Even back in the 60s and 70s, people did that. And we certainly do it still today. And, uh, you know, you go off to college and where's God in all of that? Uh, it kind of, it gets a little crazy. But, you know, as I remember back, always the Spirit would catch me every once in a while. And uh, I was open most of the time and other times not so open to listening. And I know that in those moments of my life when I was not listening, there were not so good moments of my life. You know, we, we hear from Paul in Galatians today calling us to a, a different kind of life. You know, he's speaking here to those who are Gentile Christians, people who did not know the Jewish law, and, you know, everything, everything goes for them. And he's calling them to a different kind of life. And the Spirit of our God calls us to that kind of life now. You know, to goodness, to holiness, as a matter of fact. And it's just for us to pay attention to that. Because I know that when I have paid attention to the Spirit, life has been very different. Life has been very, very, very good. And I'm thankful for the goodness that I have had in my life because of that. And the goodness that I, I experience in my life because of the people that I am surrounded by in this parish community. You know, it, it is a, a wondrous place in which to live. And we remind one another from time to time about how very, very good it is and, and how very much the Spirit of God does dwell here. And we're paying close attention to it. But there are also those troubled moments in life and uh, those troubled individuals who, you know, our youngsters are... Uh, Certainly excited about being here, wanting to run right down to the altar. And... But, you know, when we get into our teenage years and our college years, where do they go? You know, they, they drift off for a while. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've had to meet with parents time and time again about, you know, their worries about their children. Well, just keep praying that, that they will recognize the Holy Spirit in their lives. And the Spirit calls us as a people, as a church, again, to holiness. And we live in a world that needs holiness. It needs your example because of your listening to that spirit. And, and you know, I would ask you to listen to it closely and, and to not so often push the Holy Spirit aside and, and put him in the background but to allow the Holy Spirit to affect your lives so that they may be, again, as mine has been, as a, a life where I can look back, especially over these 25 years, and be thankful for the goodness that has been present in my life because of the people that have come into it and because of, of, of God's presence. Now, I haven't always done things properly, and I say that because even priests make mistakes. Um, and I'm thankful for the people that from time to time have come to me and said, you know, Father, maybe you ought to think about that in a different way or look at that in a different way. And, you know, through prayer, through spending time really discerning what folks have said to me, you know, we've been able to live together well and, uh, and to move through 
you know, this, this earthly life of ours in a good and wondrous way. The Holy Spirit is important to pay attention to. And as I mentioned, um, my first Mass was on the Feast of Pentecost, and um, I tried to get uh, a friend of mine who's a priest to come back and, and preach on this weekend. He preached at my first Mass, and of course he was not able to get away. He has important responsibilities aside from being pastor, uh, other things in the Diocese of Youngstown. And, um, you know, to have him preach here today probably would have been a, a good thing, but I don't know what he might have told you this morning. <laughs> So it may be better that he's not here. But we gather here today in prayer, and, and again, my thanks to you, my, my, you know, my prayers are always uh, for you and for this parish community that uh, we continue to grow together in the Spirit, in the Trinity, and uh, to do the, the good things of the Lord. Those young men who are here this morning, um, and many of you um, I know have inklings of priesthood, um, you know, I just ask you to really spend some time with the Holy Spirit and listen to those inklings, and uh, to enjoy then a good life, no matter where it may lead you, but uh, my hope is that this parish produces at least a couple of priests. Um, there are certainly the seeds that have been planted and uh, good things that can come from that, and for all, for everybody else, you know, just continue to be open to the Spirit and and the, even, you know, the, the, the great place that this is will become even more the presence of the Lord in the world. Again, my thanks to you, um, my overwhelming and overjoyful thanks to you. In a few moments, um, during preparation of gifts, Andy's going to, what did I do with it? There's going to be a hymn that's... Um, A hymn that is used, and it has sort of been my theme that uh, was used at my ordination. And I ask you to listen to the words. And the last stanza says, Then hear, then hear, O gracious Savior, accept the love we bring, that we who know your favor may serve you as our King. And whether our tomorrows be filled with good or ill, will triumph through our sorrows and rise to bless you still. To marvel at your beauty and glory in your ways and make a joyful duty our sacrifice of praise.